0: Just after Thanksgiving, I went to an auto shop to get some parts. And uh, I'm checking out, I'm talking to the guy who works there, mechanic kind of a guy. And at one point, he said, you know, nobody says Happy Thanksgiving anymore, or Merry Christmas or even happy holidays to me. He said, they say it back when I say it first. He said, but nobody ever says that to me. And then he said, there's no holiday feeling this year. Nothing seems special. Said, I work seven days a week. Every day is the same. So I stayed around and we talked a bit. And I thought about that that holiday feeling that we all want. Sometimes people say, you know, how does that, how does that happen? I want that feeling. And I wonder, does it just happen? Does it just show up? Why do some people feel it more and other people seem to feel it less? And is there something that we do that generates that feeling? of genuine love and, and warmth and genuine goodwill and kind of deep down cheer? What makes that happen? And I thought about our scripture passage that we can read together now. It's from the New Testament book of James. What good is it, people of faith, if someone says they have faith but does not have works? Can that faith save that person? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things needed for the body. What good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. May God bless her living of this word of abundant life. We've moved into the season of hope and peace and love and joy. But sometimes people don't feel that. Just not feeling it. There are certain days, I, I will tell you, if, if I'm the, in the midst of, of some uh, especially bad turmoil or crisis or just having a bad day, I'm not feeling it either. Something I looked up last night. 67% of people in Ukraine are Christian. I bet they are having a hard time feeling it right now. Now Weirdly, I thought it was weird, Christianity, specifically Russian Orthodox Christianity, is the most widely professed faith in Russia. But for every person there is in this world, our scripture reminds us. There's our professed faith, there's what we say, and then there's what we do. So if we wish people peace this season or hope or love or goodwill to all, but we do little to make it happen, my guess is you're not going to really be feeling it. That wish is going to feel empty for you. And so you may think that the problem lies with the wish. If we're not feeling it, if we're not getting that kind of of love and, and warmth and atmosphere, is our faith failing us? Some people think that's the reason. Is it all a sham? Or is there some degree of control that we have that, that will make this good will, that will make God's will take hold? We had a funeral here on Friday. Friday. And uh, one of our our members, it was Carol Ketchum. And she is, as Julie shared in the prayer, she is the the mother of another one of our members, another family, uh, Ren Rex and Nathaniel and their daughter, Scarlett. And Carol died on Thanksgiving Day, Thursday morning, And she was married for 52 years to a minister who Laura and I knew for about 30 years, and he was a minister in West Avon, Connecticut. And Carol was a wonderful person, if any of you had the opportunity to know her. And she was a faithful person. And she died a little on the young side. She was was 81, a little young these days. And her husband, Don, who was the minister, he died back in 2015 at 72 years old. Shortly after he retired of serving 32 years faithful service as the minister of the West Avon Congregational Church. My dad was a member there, actually. And here's Carol. Wonderful, faithful, loving, vivacious mother, grandmother, dies on Thanksgiving morning. And amazingly, you know what I did not hear from the family? Let me first tell you what I did see and hear. What I saw and what I heard was a family of great love. I saw and I heard there were tears, sure, for grief, so they weren't out of touch. But they had grown up in this household of of faith and warmth and love and service and giving to others. And at this time in their lives, they were living and they were reacting to what was happening and they were drawing on their lifetime of of deposits that they had made. Cosmic investments of love and faith, support and gratitude and their actions. So at this time, they were not acting out of a deficit. And because of that, even though this time was a time of, of loss, because there had been such a lifetime of practice, they were even at this time on Thanksgiving morning and then the day later when we, when we also met, and they were full of love and support and gratitude and appreciating, appreciating their mother and all the time that they had. And then I began with saying what I did not hear. What I did not hear was how they got ripped off or shortchanged. What a raw deal this was. Their mother, younger than she should have been meeting death and on Thanksgiving Day of all things. And not just that, but their father for God's sake Having I mean, served for 32 years, 32 years of service in a church, and then shortly after he retires, is 72 years old. And he dies because he fell and he gets a hit on his head. What kind of God is that? I hear people say things like that, you know. Things like, you know, we'll never have a good Thanksgiving again. None of that. From them, just love, togetherness, appreciation for life, for faith, appreciation for this church that a mother and the family found. And I thought, you know, it's amazing the different kind of life experience that you have. From a lifetime practice of faith. Making those deposits. What that provides during both joyous times and and tough times. In both cases, though, being able to draw from, from a huge cosmic account of investments of generosity and love. Actions. Works, as our scripture would put it. So it was amazing, I thought, what I, what I did hear and what I didn't hear. What their life experience was as a result. Actions. Putting flesh on the faith. That makes a difference. Emmanuel is a word that we hear a lot. During this time of year, the choir just sang the song, Emmanuel. That literally translates as God in the flesh. God with us. And Jesus, who put faith into flesh, he's called Emmanuel sometimes. And that's Christmas. Putting flesh on the faith. Actions. So how much of feeling it is receiving that and how much of it is creating that for others? Last Sunday I was hit with this in a, in a little bit of a different way and it was last Sunday for those of you who were here, beautiful cantata, thank you so much. Just right, just right. And so thank you to our choir, and, and our soloists, and, and Elaine, and, and Darwin Shen was here. We love Darwin, you know, on his, when he plays his violin, right? Oh my God, you know, I don't even know how he hits some of those notes that he hits, right? Just some are, you know, some are just so quick, and it reminds me, I was thinking about this, like a, it's like a butterfly all of a sudden just taking off, it's like... And he plays, and sometimes they're so soft. So soft. And sometimes they're just really bold, right? And <clears throat> he and I were talking last week, and I said, you know, Darwin, you inspired me. You inspired me, and part of the Sunday's message is, is inspired by you, because I was, as I was listening to you play, I said, you know, you can tell in an instant, and all of us can, right? the moment we hear him play. This is a person who has spent, God knows how many hours, right? In the discipline and practice of his craft. And it just comes through as beauty and ease. And it's like every violinist, like every musician that there is. It's really like every person in in any field, including, you know, you think of things like cooking, Finance. You can tell that for as gifted as as any person might be, thinking about Darwin, you can tell, you know, he didn't just pick up the violin at some point and just starts playing like that. It's not like flipping on a stereo, which by the way, is why less and less people are playing instruments these days, because it's, really easy to just flip on a stereo on a switch. But it's like faith. You can't just flip it on without any background or foundation. And and I was talking to Darwin about this, and I said, you know, it's like anybody. You begin awkwardly, right? And he's nodding his head yes. I said, when you were beginning playing the violin, I bet there were a lot of squeaks, right? He's like, yeah. With every virtuoso, it always starts with squeaks. It always starts awkwardly and with difficulty. And sometimes with ear-splitting sounds that are just like nails on the blackboard. That's part of it. But in spite of that, young Darwin, when he first started playing, squeaking, he continued. He practiced. He did the work, works. He learned the feel of the instrument. He became familiar with the the smell. Any any of you who have ever played an instrument, you know there's a certain smell that you when you open the case you get familiar with and it becomes yours. Still a beginner, He practiced, he learned how to tune the instrument. He learned how to adjust the tension the right way on the bow. He learned the notes on the scales, and over the years, he developed technique, gradually working his way up the neck, playing the more difficult notes, but still a novice. Even though he could play many, many notes at a certain point, would you yet call that beautiful or something that could move you, breathtaking? Not yet. Not yet a master. So his efforts continued. Learning, mastering the notes, then the chords and phrases and efforts continued, and and technique and feel developed to the point that he didn't have to think about the notes anymore, right? Now, he starts to embrace and starts to communicate through the instrument. Phrases that can create emotions, happiness, angst, calm, through his music. He creates music that makes you feel. More practice. He practiced while other kids were watching television. He practiced while the other kids were playing video games, while the other kids were going to the movies, playing with friends. And he practiced. He practiced when he wanted to, when it felt good, when it was rewarding. And he practiced when he didn't want to when it wasn't rewarding, and that's the way it is. That's what it means to say when, when we say, I have a practice. That's what it's about. And He kept up the practice when it felt although he wasn't making any progress at all, and on it went. He and I talked about, we, I think we all many of us know about the, you know, this 10,000 hours. 10,000 hours in any discipline it takes to become truly proficient, achieve mastery. Just like the way we practice faith. We practice when it's easy, and we practice when it's tough. Practicing hope. Practicing peace. Not when it's already there, right? It's not just thinking that peace is a a good idea. Isn't that a nice idea? I like that. Wishing that it would happen, saying, why isn't the world better? That's not practicing peace or faith. But working at it. Working at it when it's not there. When do you make peace? Would you make peace when peace is already there? There would be nothing to make. When do you practice faith when you already have it? When do you practice love in a relationship? When everything's easy and there's already a lot of love? Or when it takes effort? When it takes work? Works our scripture says. Wishing goodwill to all or, or doing what you can to make that happen. You know, the opportunities, which is wonderful, abound. I was thinking about this, like does owning a violin make you a violinist? Does having a Christmas tree give you a meaningful Christmas? Darwin has practiced, done the work. To the point where now, it's interesting, we call the violin the instrument, right? He's practiced to the point where now, you know what the real instrument is? He's the real instrument. And it comes through this piece of wood and strings. Hope, peace. Love, faith, joy. Do they just show up? Or does God offer us opportunities to bring that into being? To put flesh on our faith. Every time there is not one of those things. Every time there is not love to create it, every time there is not peace, to work at making that happen, to be an instrument of peace, of hope, to be an instrument of Christmas, God with us. And I think about our Thanksgiving baskets that, we, that you donated all the pieces for and then you put them together Gave them to families in need. I think about our Christmas giving tree that we're starting today. And those, those people who, without your touch, without your gift, it's weird to think that there would be none. But there wouldn't. That's creating hope. I think about those who volunteer Sometimes week after week to create an atmosphere of fellowship and community every Sunday so we can have refreshments and creating this atmosphere of of community and togetherness. A time to connect. I think about, I think about our help for refugees. People who literally, this is wild, people who literally have run for their lives. Can you imagine? I think about our helping inner city kids with their education so they can create a better future for everyone through Adam J. Lewis and Horizons and the Shepherds program and and for adults through the Mercy Learning Center. Too many to mention. I think about pitching in financially to support the vast array of our ministry here of, of who we care for, and how, and every age, and making that happen. And not just thinking that, wow, that's a great idea, but actually helping to make that happen. And we do that through our contributions. We don't have to. It's a gift. Christmas. Emmanuel. God with us. So cool. God with us through Christ. And God with us through us. I believe that the blessing of Christmas Emmanuel God with us is multiplying this and making this happen and giving it substance. Christmas Christmas itself didn't just happen. Christmas itself didn't just show up one day. There was great effort from Mary, Joseph, the angels, consent, the donkey, the trip to Bethlehem, the shepherds, the wise men, even fleeing for their lives from Herod. How much effort. Christmas didn't just show up. Don't wait for it to come to you. And that is our gift to us from God. And that is our gift from us. That's what we do here. And that is the real essence of all of the beauty of Christmas. That is our faith, that is our gift, our giving. May we practice opportunity after opportunity. May you become the instrument and may you let God, let your heart grow.